if, if you're like me, you're thankful for the snow that didn't come last night. I did use this occasion to bring my toolbox with me. And I had an item that took on a new meaning, a new meaning over the last month. An orbital power sander. An orbital power sander. Well, first, uh, some of you own one of these, or some type of sander, I assume. Yes? Oh. And those of you who have owned or own or have used a sander uh, kind of have an idea of what it can be used for. You know, in my own case, my sander sits on the ready for these very rare occasions when I have a little extra time and a project that I want to work on. Maybe it's re-sanding and finishing a table or making a new workbench, bookcase possibly. So I have one, and uh, it's always been kind of this use for personal reasons, sort of a, a recreational tool in my hands. I'm not a trained carpenter by any means. Over Christmas, all our kids and grandkids were in town to celebrate Christmas and my wife Sean's birthday. Now we had a full schedule planned for the time that the kids would be in town. But my wife had a special favor. She said, I wonder if we could take the family and spend a morning making beds. Making beds. So I kind of scratched my head, and I, the deacon, said, uh, well, really, like now? I mean, you know, we only have the kids for three days. But I don't know if, if you are aware that roughly 3% of the children in Lake County sleep on the floor at night. They don't have the comfortable beds that most of us enjoy. And Dan Harris of our parish catalyzed the creation of a ministry that's actually a nationwide ministry that makes bunk beds for children who have no beds. Sleep in Heavenly Peace is the name of the ministry. And it turned out that the ministry had one of its sessions the week that all of our kids were here. So I sort of thought about it a bit longer and said to Sean, of course we can do that. So we gathered everybody up on a Friday morning and we showed up at the workplace. And as we went in, the scene was of a series of workstations. And one of these had power sanders. I think about a dozen power sanders so that you could accommodate up to 12, 10 to 12 volunteers who would sand the boards that needed to be used to assemble the bunk beds. You don't want to have splinters on bunk beds that you, know, you would provide to children in need. So it turned out that in turn, each of our kids 
including our granddaughter, Alicia, five years old, who, of course, with parental supervision, took their turn sanding boards along the edges and on the faces to get them down to a fine, even surface, splinter-free. We were there three hours. And I have to tell you, it was an amazing experience to see our kids come together in our family and take this on as enthusiastically as they did. In that morning, the Lord worked a change in our lives. What had been kind of a power sander for my own personal use became a sign of sacramental service to those in need. The scene in today's gospel is set at a wedding 2,000 years ago. Jesus is there, Mary is there, the disciples are there. And in the corner there, you can imagine or picture six stone jars, 20 to 30 gallons in size, that were used for Jewish ritual washings. The wine runs out, and Mary goes to Jesus and says, hey, they need your help. And Jesus kind of balks at first. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute, it's not my time yet. But Mary, in a very comforting, intercessory way, gently persists. She turns to the servants and says, just do what he tells you to do. So we know the story. The six stone jars are filled with water, and Jesus turns the water into the finest wine. It's a miracle, an amazing story. And for the evangelist, John, it is the first of his signs that points to who Jesus is. Jesus is going to take the old rules and regulations, the Jewish law, and he is going to transform it into a new way of being, a way of love, of joy, and of service. The marriage feast at Cana 2,000 years ago, a continent away from sleep in heavenly peace. But the two are very closely linked because both in their own way transform the ordinary things around us into symbols and instruments that can be used to benefit those in need and to bring joy to the events in which they're used. In the second reading, Paul tells us that to the individual, manifest, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. What does that mean? It means that just as Jesus followed his baptism which we celebrated last week, with a new public life, 
of joy and love and service. We are called to follow Jesus, to be his disciples. We are called to trust in the power of Jesus when we are confronted with people in need and to act with him, to collaborate with him to help those people in need. You know, the scene in which each of us is called to act may not be a wedding, and it probably isn't going to typically involve an orbital power sander. But it will take advantage of the things that each of us has at our disposal, our time, our abilities, the things we own that normally we use for our personal needs around the house. Each of us has been called, and each of us has been given gifts to help those in need. This coming week, we're invited to think about those we encounter, what needs they face, and what is it that I have in terms of time, in terms of special, maybe, tools, special abilities that I can use to turn water into wine for those in need.